This is the Big Church Podcast. We're starting a new sermon series called uh, The Ten Suggestions. And over the next three weeks, we're going to be digging into God's Word about talking about the Ten Commandments and what we have actually been, what our nation has been. Uh, hey, hi, hey, live stream. How y'all doing out there? Just want to say hi to you live Sometimes I forget, sometimes I forget, but I just want to let you know I'm glad to see you guys here in the place. we got a full house in here. We are just looking forward to having a good time in God this morning. But the next three weeks, we're going to dig into God's Word, and we're going to talk about what the Bible says about the Ten Commandments and what the world has kind of made it to, to into be. But last week, we looked at declaring our dependence upon God on Independence Day. You know, we've moved from a very... Uh, We've moved from a very dependent place in history to where we used to be to a very independent place in thinking, I got this, I can do whatever I want to do, I can go what I want to do, but God is not, did not design us that way. Listen, let me tell you something. If you haven't figured it out, we live in very heavy times right now. That's why it was so good just to get your praise on up here. That's why it's so liberating right now just to lift your hands and clap your hands and, and know that God is still in control even in these heavy times. You know, the times we live in right now are uncertain and are very trying times. Can I just be vulnerable with you all this morning? And my wife was looking at me like, well, she knows what I'm going to say because the first service. But she, first service, she's like, oh, my gosh, what is he about to say? You never know with me sometimes. But I just want to be vulnerable with you all this morning. These last few months have been very, very hard on us as pastors. It didn't just start when COVID-19 started and, uh, back in March and we had to shut down and we had to do live streaming. It didn't just start then. Over the last even couple of months, trying to make the best decisions for the church and trying to navigate through which way we should go and what's the best alternative and the best way to go forward in the thing we do is we've made a lot of decisions. There's been a lot of things that, that have come uh, to the forefront, and we've had to really, really pray about what God wanted us to do because, can I be honest with you, I want you all to be safe. I want everything to be an environment to where people have peace, but I also want you not to live in fear too. And that has been such a hard juggling act sometimes to say because, uh, you know, my Bible tells me that no disease is going to come nigh my dwelling. But then again, sometimes we have to reassure people that God is still in control of all the situations. So let me just be honest with you. It's been hard. And we, we've had a few people say, I'm not coming because you're not making, making people wear masks. And, and, and I don't want to wear a mask if I come in. I don't, you know, it's been a juggling act. And I just want you to know that we need your prayers. And, you know, let me just be honest with you, too. It's, we see people struggling. We're getting the text messages and the calls and, and from people who are going through things that they didn't go through before and, and they don't know how to navigate through all of this stuff. And, and, and the heartbreaking thing is this. We're seeing people just walk away. Yeah. We're seeing people that we have just poured ourselves into. And we've poured our life into. And we're seeing people that just said, you know, I don't know that I'm coming back to church. And that is such, such grieves our heart sometimes because, because there's times you've poured in so much. So I just want to let you know that your pastors need prayer. If you've run out of something to pray about, pray about what we're going through and pray about what the church is going through, not just here, but the capital C church, because it's not just happening here in Louisville, Kentucky. It's happened all over the place. The King James Version says that in the last days, I will wear, the enemy will bring on to wear out the saints. 
We're in a place right now where, where people are just dropping like flies and people are laying their faith Oh, help me, Jesus. They're laying their faith off to the side. And, and we're seeing times where they may not even come back. Wearing out means translated into exhaustion and crushing and hurt and consuming. But listen, I believe that we are living and we're started living in very prophetic times right now. Things around us are happening at breakneck speed. And it's happening so fast that we can't keep up with it sometimes. But here's what we do. We know that the truth is out there. But a lot of times we see the things happening all around us. And we put our head in the sand and we pretend like it's not happening or we just get oh I'm wound up this morning or we just put our fingers in our ears and we go la 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 I can't hear you but let me tell you something God is speaking louder than he's ever spoke before God is speaking clearer than he's ever spoke before but there's so many distractions and so many things out there that are clouding our mind but we can't hear what he says whoo come on help me I gotta get my breath but here, no matter what goes on around us, the truth is still the truth. And the title of my message today is, y'all pray for me. This one's been one that's been uh, kind of just been, it's been a hard week this week trying to come up with the right words to say. So I believe Holy Spirit is going to speak in this time. And I ask you to right now to open your, not only open your ears, but open your spiritual ears to what God wants to say just in these few minutes. Open up your heart to what God wants to really show us and what he, where he wants to take us. The title of my message is, Truth Is. The definition of truth is fact, it's accurate, it's real, and it's exact, okay? That's the definition. But today, and I'm going to read some stuff to you. It was kind of disturbing to me. But today in America, many believe that there are no moral absolutes. And do you know what that means? That means there's no real right and there's no real wrong. When many hold the philosophy of moral relativeness, which means nobody is objectively right or wrong. And everybody ought... Everybody ought to tolerate the behavior of someone else, even though the majority of the society may disagree with it. Is that not the times that we live in? We can't speak. We can't say. We can't. I'm going on. Here we go. How many of us have heard this statement saying, what's right for you may not be right for me. If it feels good, why don't you just do it? Anything goes. We live in a culture right now where anything goes. And I like this one. Nothing is right or wrong. There are just some differing opinions. These are all the results of the feeling that there is no absolute truth. You are entitled to your truth, and I'm entitled to my truth. Postmodern ideas are fundamentally, fundamentally anti-logic, right? Anti-logic. We can't even think for ourselves anymore. They're anti-reality and they're anti-reason. It's against any single truth. We have a generation, listen, we have a generation that has embraced the idea that there is no absolute truth. Currently, it wants to say that all of our morals are individuals and are up to us to figure it out. Everyone has their own story. Everyone has their own path. America has fallen off the place and I don't know where it's went. 
This nation was founded upon biblical principles of right and wrong. I read you some of the Declaration of Independence last week. Moral principles are woven into the very fabric of creation. They are the law, just like gravity is the law. It works whether you believe it or not. Today, the foundation of the earth is crumbling around us and underneath our feet. Listen to this. 62%, I feel like a tent revival is about to happen in here. 62% of professing Christians, listen, said that there was no absolute standard of right and wrong. The Bible says in the last days, people will believe a lie. We're living in such a world of misinformation right now. We're living in such a world where they're telling us what to believe. And the Bible says in the last days, I'll give them over to their own way of thinking. He said, you want to believe a lie? I'm going to let you believe the lie. You want to go to that false side? I'm just going to let you go there because I have put my truth out there and you have not listened to it. Why am I talking about this? Because the Bible says this, my people are destroyed by a lack of knowledge. Listen to this. We have a wealth of information, but a poverty of knowledge and truth. We got information at our fingertips. You can pull up any article, and I've been asking the Lord to please help me stay off of social media. Please. Come on, you know what you say. You can start reading, and you'll be reading until the cows come home, right? You start reading this article, and that article contradicts this. We have so much out there, so much information at our fingertips, but we have a poverty of what the real truth is. We believe what we hear. We believe what, we, what they say, what people say, what our government says. And listen, I don't want to get in trouble this morning, but I'm just telling you right now, you have to get in tune with the Holy Spirit, and let's believe what God is saying in this time right now. He's speaking loud and clear right now. You just have to let the opinions of man go away. You have to let them stop watching nine hours of, of uh, CNN and, and Fox and all of the rest of them. And I'm not differentiating between each one of them. I'm telling you, you better get your own truth in these times right now because you're going to get lied to. <sighs> I got to get in better shape. Here we go. <laughs> Why can't we think for ourselves anymore? Because we've been inundated with so much stuff. We've been inundated with everything around us that we can't even think for ourselves. I like to watch when they go out onto these college campuses and they ask these young people questions. And the one of the guys went out there and he said, young lady, um, what is socialism? And she said, "Ah, let me just tell you, everyone needs to be social. I mean, God, I mean, no, she didn't say that, sorry. She said, we were, we we're created to be social, and I think the world would be in a much better place if we all just um, socialized. And he said, no, no, young lady, I'm asking you a question. What do you believe in socialism? And she went on about, everybody needs to get along. And like Chris Rock, why can't we all just get along? You know? and, and she's like, and she never answered the question because she didn't have an answer to the question. You have to pay attention. I love when they ask the younger, and I'm a history buff too. I love when they ask the young generation, you know, they ask the guy, when was our country founded last week? He said, um, 1984, I think. And I'm like, okay, who was the first president of the United States? Get this one. They said Barack Obama. A couple of them, I was like, are you kidding me? What have we been doing for 200 and some years? Here we go. But you got to pay attention. Because what you see and what you hear 
can hurt you. You often said what you don't know won't hurt you, but what we're seeing around us can actually hurt us. So truth is this. Here's the reason we're in the shape we are is because we have believed a lie instead of the truth. Why? Because my lovely wife has said this before. She said there's truth in every lie. The devil, let me listen, look, we're looking at 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. 14. It says, no wonder we've believed this. I'd just like to put that in there. It says, and no wonder. For Satan himself has transformed himself into the angel of light. What you see and what you hear is not always reality. You know, if you're, anybody seen Bugs Life in here? Come on. Bugs Life. Y'all, on, y'all seen Bugs Life? Okay. It's like, he's, the bug's going around there and they're saying to him, don't look into the light. And all of a sudden, he looked into the light. Oh my gosh, here we go. I like my, y'all like my voices. Here we go. But what happens is after a while, you're looking into that light. And that light looks so good. Because the enemy transforms the truth into what his reality is. He turns, he makes it, he takes a little bit of the truth and he twists it and he makes you think that you're believing the truth. What happens with sin, it starts out small, but it ends big. It starts out just a little trickle around the light. The bug was just flying. And after a while, before too long, the bug flies right into that. Because the Bible says this, that sin is pleasurable for a season. And you know what? You don't hear the word sin in church anymore. And I will die saying it in the church because it's a cancer and we need to take care of it. The sin is pleasurable for just a season. The enemy eventually turns that light into darkness. He eventually turns that switch off that looks so good, and he makes it look dark to you. He makes that depression come back. He hides things in the dark. And you know what he loves to do? He loves to take things and twist things. Do you all know that we have an enemy? He's called the devil, and he's real. And uh, there's evil forces in the world. I want to preach something talking about the war that we're in that you can't see. It's not a right or a left or a conservative or a liberal. It's not that war. We're fighting a war against principalities and spirits and presence. But he loves to twist things. Back in Genesis, he's speaking to Eve. And he says, did you really hear God say that you're not supposed to eat that fruit? Technically speaking, he spoke that to Adam. So she got secondhand information. So what he did, he tried to make her think of something that she didn't actually hear, but was actually still the truth. So he loves to twist those things around. And he says, you know, if you eat this fruit, are you really going to die? You know, God is so dramatic. He's a drama king. You know what I'm talking about. Are you really going to die? He starts getting her to think and he twists the words around. And he also tells you another lie is that you don't have to listen to authority. That is what we're going through right now in the nation today. You don't have to listen to authority. You don't have, you can just do what you know. What do they know? They're a bunch of hypocrites. What do they know? They don't know anything. He also tells you that addictions really won't hurt you. That's just a scare tactic trying to control you. But let me talk to you about a person that's addicted. Let me talk to you about a person who's going through uh, addiction processes. Sometimes you try something once or twice and you're addicted to it. And it's not a scare tactic. It's the reality of what it is. He tries to tell you, he's telling a generation right now, is God really real? Is he really real? Everyone is going to heaven. Have y'all heard that one? 
I've preached many funerals. I wished I believed that with all my heart. Because there have been some times when I didn't really know, and it was very heavy upon my heart. I wished everyone went to heaven. But the reality of it is, if you don't accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I know that's old and outdated, but I'm telling you the way it is today, and make him the king and the ruler of your life, you will not spend eternity with God. But everybody goes to heaven, Pastor Rich. The devil is not real. Hell is not real. And what he likes to do is he likes to create a false reality. Some people lie to themselves. Have you ever been around that person that told so many lies that they started believing them? Come on. Y'all have had some friends up there. You're thinking, that absolutely is not the truth because I was there. But they believe it because they've told themselves the same thing over and over. And some like to lie to others to create the world that they want, making it up as they go. Oh, let me stop. Girl, you don't look that good on Instagram. You don't got that good of abs, guy. I'm telling you right now. But we live in such a world right now that... This has controlled us right here. Oh, if I could only be that. And, and man, look at their life. You don't know what's going on on the other side of their social media. You don't know. What you see is not what you always get. We live our lives in a false identity right now because we're trying to live someone else's life. But someone else may be just as miserable as you are, maybe just as depressed as you are. So what you see and what you see, I get out there, is not always reality. Live your own life. Can I tell you something this morning? You are fearfully and you are wonderfully made. You are not what your brother is. You're not what your sister is. You're not who somebody else is. You are who God called you to be. Society has become so fake. Listen to this. That the truth actually bothers people. Ain't that the truth? We're living in it. We're so fake that when something is actually true... Oh, I don't believe that. I, I, I'm offended by that. Well, look what Romans 1.25 says. It says, who exchanged the truth of God for a lie? You worship and serve the creature rather than the creator. In the next few weeks, I'm going to talk about what idols are in our life and who we're supposed to be serving. But truth is this, that the devil is a liar. Truth is that he is the father of lies. The truth is that there is not the truth in him. That is what the word of God says. Truth also means not concealed or not covered up. 1 Corinthians 4 or 5 in the Amplified, I like this version. It says, he will bring to light the secret things that are now hidden in darkness and disclose and expose the secret aims and motives and purposes of the heart. I believe the time that we're living in right Sorry, right now is he is actually showing us what we need to see. But he says, you will never see it unless you open your spiritual eyes and look into the spirit and see what is happening right now. You can't look to CNN. You can't look to Fox. You can't look to the media. You have to look and see what God is saying right now. I believe there's a time. Slow down, Richard. Slow down. I believe there's a time of revealing coming. The Bible says this. It says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Truth exposes darkness, and it brings light to it. 
Ted Koppel of Nightline said this. He said, our society finds truth too strong a medicine to digest undiluted. He has tried to dilute the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's tried to take, oh, I'm not going to get ahead of myself. He's tried to take this and make and try to explain it away and everything else. But listen, he's tried to do that. We need to have something to stand on. The old country song, you got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. I ain't singing it, but that song means a lot. We need something to stand on. The word right here. Let me tell you what I've done in the last few weeks, the last several weeks. I pulled my old King James Version Bible out. I dusted it off a little bit, and I started opening it up, and I started reading it. And let me just tell you, well, look, look at the yellow and the marks and the words and all that stuff. When you've got a Bible right now that's falling apart, that means your life is not falling apart. I've opened this thing up, and I've started reading it more and more, and I found truth in it more, a little bit better than my iPad, but if you don't have a Bible, get one. If not, you got it on your phone, you got it on your iPad, you got all access to it. But the word is still the truth. Genesis 1:1 says this: In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Everything began with God, everything ends with God. And the next week I'll talk to you about why God has to be first in our life. But you either believe the Bible in the beginning, you got to believe those first four words, or you might as well never even pick it up. Wow. Getting rough this morning. Society and the world has tried to ban it. They've tried to burn it. They've tried to bash it. They've tried to discredit it. They've tried to make fun of it. They've tried to make light of it. But I'm going to tell you what, it's still the number one bestseller in the world by far. And this is something you better get your life wrapped around because it'll change your life. Three, 3,800 times it says God says. If there is something that says God says 3,800 times, you better crack it open more than once a month to read your your devotional that you read once a month. Oh, oh. Okay, let's back up. Your word, the Bible says your word is settled in heaven. What you don't understand is what you read here, it's settled in heaven. What you say here, it's settled in heaven. So I'm telling you what we need to do. We need to change what we hear and what we read. We need to change what we speak because if it's settled from here into earth, I want some different things settled in heaven. I don't want to keep talking about depression and down and out and and all of this stuff. I don't want to talk about fear forever because God says it's settled in heaven. Here we go. There's at least 2,500 prophecies. And most of all the prophecies have already been fulfilled. With high improbabilities. 2 Timothy 3.16 says this. All. Say all. all. Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And profitable for doctrine. God didn't just. He didn't just kind of make this up as he went. This was inspired by him. And written by people who were inspired by the Holy Spirit. And it's profitable for doctrine and for reproof and for correction and for instruction. If you don't know which way to go, then open the book. If you have any doubts of all what you need to do, open the book. This is the owner's manual right now to the life, not only this life, but the life that's expected in you into eternity. The word will change your life. Psalms 119, 105 says this. 
Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. You're going down a dark road, light it up. You're going down a pathway that you can't see very good, open this thing up and say, God, let me just tell you what. If you don't know what to read in this thing, I, I, I ask you to do this for about three or four days. Open it up to wherever and just say, God, I don't understand this, but I want you to take me somewhere. If you will do that with a heart of, of really wanting to know what God, he will lead you. to. I've opened this book up many times and went, God, I don't know where you want me to go. And flipped four or five, six pages, and all of a sudden a verse would just jump off the pages at me. That's what the Holy Spirit does. You cannot fully understand this word on your own. Yes, sir. If you want to read it, unless the Holy Spirit's involved in it, this is going to sound like a bunch of stuff, especially the King James Version anyway. But listen to this. John 8, 32 says this. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. What you got to say to the Holy Spirit is this. I may not be living the truth, but I want you to take your flashlight of your Holy Spirit. I want you to shine the light on every, everything that you want me to see in my own life. If you ask the Holy Spirit to show you what he needs to see, he's going to show you. He'll start illuminating things in your life like crazy. So ask the Holy Spirit to light up your life. So if freedom comes with tr truth, let's explore some truths. And we're going to see if it's still relevant. Over the next two weeks, we're going to be exploring on what we as Christians were built upon. We're going to be exploring what our nation was built upon. And as I close here with this, it's, I'm asking the question, what is the truth? How do we find truth in a world so full of misinformation? Come on. I've... I've, I've got to stop watching too much news because what I'm doing, I get inundated with everything and sometimes I have a hard time juggling it. But how do we know what the truth is is when, when one says this and one says that and then, then they can't agree. So why don't we know? Is there any hope for the future? What can we even do about it? Well, I'm going to tell you something. We sang and the theme of the today's, today's service has been the truth is, Jesus is the answer. Yeah. Bible says, I am the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life, and I'm also the light. I'm also that one that will lead you and guide you into all truths. We need the light of God's word to truth, to clear up all of this mess that we're in right now. So I'm going to ask you if you would to stand and all over the place. And instead, kind of, instead of asking you to repeat a prayer, I'm going to pray over you. But this prayer is not only going for all of you watching me in this room, it's going for those that have tuned in online. And I'm going to pray over you today because I really believe there's a spirit of discouragement going on in the body of Christ right now. Heck, there's a spirit of discouragement going on with the world today, no matter if you know Christ or without him. It, you're most pitiful if you don't know Jesus in this time right now. I'm telling you, being honest with you. If I didn't have him as my rock and my salvation right now, I don't know which way I would go. But I want to pray all over this room and who are the, all those that are watching online. God, help us today. Thank you so much, God. 
Help us today not to believe the lies of the enemy. The enemy has told us and he's been speaking and he's been giving us all kinds of misinformation. But God, I pray right now that you bring us back to the truth of your word. I pray peace over each one in this room and online. I pray, God, that during these troubled times, that the peace that surpasses all understanding would come and just cloud in the living room and cloud in this place and cloud in the bedroom, cloud in your car. Help us, God, to trust. Help us to lean into you during this time. And then also, God, help us to believe what you say, not what man says, not what everybody else says, but what you say. God, I ask you that wherever they are today, if they've not accepted you as our personal Savior, God, I just ask that they would believe this and say, God, please forgive me of my sins. I've been wrong. I believe that you are the Son of God, and I want to be new and changed. Holy Spirit, I pray right now that you speak wherever anyone is listening. Oh, Jesus. Prodigal Father, I pray that the sons, oh, listen, the sons and the daughters are coming home. Come on. The sons and the daughters are coming home. Whoever's believing that with me right, right now in the spirit, believe that your son and your daughter, your family members, the people that you've been praying for are coming home. Come on. That's worth a clap of praise. They're coming home. Father, I ask you today, those that have been disconnected from you. I pray, God, you would connect to them. I pray, Father, right now, wherever they're at, you, Holy Spirit, would go run them down. You would chase them down. Thank you for chasing me down, God, when I was running hard. Thank you for pulling me back. And I pray that you do the same thing for those out there that are running from you. God, show them if they're running, Father, they can run to you, not from you. That you are the Father that stands with open arms, no matter where they've been. So Jesus, bring them back to you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church Podcast.